This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Tonic, heard Saturday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. The following is a sponsored program. Zoomer Radio and MZ Media Incorporated do not endorse any of the statements or opinions made by the contributors. Your unhealthy habits took years to develop. Healthy habits are going to take years to develop. It takes time and you have to do you. You have to stay in your own fitness lane and you have to be proud of who you are. So be the best version of you that you can be. Don't try to be anybody else. Welcome to The Tonic. I'm your host, Jamie Bosson, and we're here to talk about your health and wellness-related issues. On today's show, we're going to discuss ways to manage your stress. Then we're going to learn about the four mistakes that people make that derails their fitness. And lastly, we're going to explore natural nutrition. But first, a bit of business. Support for today's show comes from Purica. Inspired by nature and backed by science, Purica creates new horizons in health and wellness by empowering you with the finest whole foods, supplements, and lifestyle solutions. The Purica vision is a world where you achieve your fullest potential in every aspect of life, work, and play. Purica products are inspired by nature and are all vegan, non-GMO, and gluten-free. Purica, a winner of Science and Technology Awards for Innovation, is Canadian-owned and Canadian-operated and is proud to serve the world around us. Purica Natural Supplements are backed by science and Health Canada approved. Studied, tested, validated. Our first guest is Tanya Ritko. She's a registered holistic nutritionist and a strong advocate of a balanced, integrative approach to health. Tanya's core interests include stress management and optimizing immunity. She represents Purica, a complete wellness company, as director of education. As a new mother, her passion for plant-based, whole food nutrition has only increased especially around natural supplements designed to enhance immunity for family members of all ages. She can be reached at tanya at purica.com. Hi, Tanya. Welcome back. Yeah, great to be here. Today, we're going to address something that affects all of us, stress, right? Yes, absolutely. Can't be alive without it. (laughs) But you're going to share some ideas for managing stress, which is awesome, right? Yes, absolutely. So it may be obvious, but how can we tell that we are stressed out? We can tell if we're stressed out. Basically, if you're feeling stress and it's more like a chronic stress sort of situation where you've been under stress for some time, a lot of times it's that time where you don't even have the energy to argue. You just have no energy to argue. You maybe don't wake up feeling refreshed. Even if you've slept, you don't feel refreshed waking up. Uh, Things that often maybe took no time at all to do are taking much longer. And uh, another sign sometimes is that you get really irritated and frustrated, maybe about things that didn't happen before you didn't feel that way. A lot of times you might feel a little bit more frustrated, sort of just overall tapped out. If you're really uh, not just stressed out, but you've been stressed out for a long time, more like a chronic situation is, is some of those, those things you may start feeling. Well, if the crankiness is, is key, I think I've been stressed out for the last 50 years. But we'll, we'll, we'll... <laughs> I think a lot of us have been, yeah, it's true. But we'll move mm-hmm. on. So it's our response to stress, actually, that creates, you know, the situation, whether it's a problem or whether or not it's maintainable. Why is that? 
Well, you know, our bodies are so well equipped with short-term stress. Uh, I mean, that, that's what they're meant to do. That's fight or flight, that hardwired into us, that fight or flight response is uh, great in times of emergency. It's what makes us actually pretty remarkable. You think of the, in the Olympics, how they uh, can perform that right. adrenaline and just all the things from day to day, meeting deadlines and that's great short-term. We need that or else we'd be pretty complacent, but it's when it's chronic stress. And the problem these days is that so many of us are under chronic stress with modern day living. We're plugged in all the time, you know, pretty well. So sometimes we don't even realize we're stressed. It's like a low-grade stress and these adrenaline and uh, cortisol keep releasing whether we're it's an emergency situation or we're just frustrated in a traffic jam, we're still releasing that and it's like a gas pedal. If we just keep releasing these hormones, you know, there's no, no end to that. It's you run out of gas, you run out of fuel and that's when you start getting, that's when you get, that's a problem. And that's uh, when the chronic stress situation where you get, can tend to get weakened adrenals and over time that, that can be a real problem. Other than weakened adrenals, are there any other ways in which chronic stress impacts on the body? Absolutely. A big thing is, you know, for it's uh, the backup sex hormone. So for women, for instance, if they are going through menopause, it's the backup for uh, the ovaries. So the, when the ovaries starts slowing down in estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, they're the backup hormone. So if you've been really under chronic stress, even in your younger years, not you in particular, but, uh, right. but it also does impact men. This impacts men as well. They will have a tougher, more challenging time. So taking care of our adrenals, taking care of managing our stress is really, really important. When you say having, you mean having difficulty having sex or? Well, that can be part, uh, a side point, but actually difficult as in the adrenals basically your weakened adrenals. So you're not getting your back at the adrenal, uh, estrogen and testosterone and progesterone that women produce from their ovaries, they're basically, and that actually can impact libido as well, for sure, because you're getting tapped down and you're not producing those hormones, so which your adrenals are a backup for. So that can definitely impact overall our health. They're essential for so many aspects of our life. If you don't have healthy adrenals, you sort of don't feel, you can't feel at the top of your game, basically. What can we do to better manage stress and reduce the negative effects? I think the biggest thing is recognizing our own stress triggers. I think sometimes we go through on autopilot, we don't maybe even realize that we're stressed out because it's become so common for us. So I think recognizing that is the first thing. And then developing what coping mechanisms, we're all so different, like what works for me uh, might not work for you, but for our walk, sometimes meditation, exercise, just getting that out of our system. One thing, you know, everyone can benefit from is diaphragmatic breathing. It gets you into your parasympathetic, which is your rest and digest, instead of that sympathetic fight and flight. So that's belly breathing. Everyone can really benefit from doing that. And you can add also to some supplements. Sometimes when you've been really tapped out for a while, that's when supplementation can really play a factor. And also minimizing some of these like coffee and other things that overstimulate us. Okay. Personally, you know, I find just disconnecting from social yeah. media, turning off the phone and, and, you know, doing something as simple as, as I call them my puzzles on, on a mm-hmm. Saturday afternoon, you know, just taking the Globe and Mail and, and just doing the puzzle page, you know, for an hour uh, is a way to just calm me down. Although I suppose that speaks volumes about my personality. So... <laughs> No, I think actually a lot of people are starting to create like one day, like a Sunday that they just completely unplug. I think we have to sort of create boundaries for ourselves 
for sure. And sorry, you were touching upon supplements, and I know yes. that, that, that one of the big ones and one of the ones you espouse is an, an adaptogen. So right. we have time for one more question, and that is, how do the adaptogens help, and where do we get them from? Yeah, the adaptogens are basically substances that help the body adapt to stress and bring it back into balance. So after a stress response, and medicinal mushrooms really are able to do that, like reishi, lion's mane, shagar, some in particular, and they actually just help the body better just right bring it back into the balance situation after a stress response. So those things are really helpful, as well as checking your B vitamins, and magnesium's a big one for people if they're deficient in magnesium as well. But the adaptogens have the, the medicinal mushrooms, especially the ability to deal with both the body but the mind, and that's so important when we have deal with stress. Okay, so that's all the time we have for today. So the takeaway point is if you're not going to do your puzzles on Saturday yeah. or Sunday, you, should, you might want to try some adaptogens that can be found in medicinal mushrooms. Well, thank yeah, you. For, absolutely. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you for coming into the show today. Thank you for having me. I look forward to having you back on the show next month. We've got to take a short break, but when we return, we'll discuss the four mistakes that people make to derail their fitness, all on the tonic. The Benvenuto Group is an owner and developer of quality high-rise condominium and rental properties in Toronto and Montreal. The Benvenuto team is passionate about delivering quality living spaces, top lifestyle amenities, important services, and innovative design tailored specifically to its residents in every particular submarket. The Benvenuto Group seeks out the finest urban neighborhoods and designs projects to allow its residents to enjoy the benefits of both their property and the exceptional locations that they become a part of. The team surrounds itself with leading professionals and consultants and pushes them to conceive great places to live, to work, and to play. The Benvenuto Group is currently designing several new projects in Toronto, Montreal, and Chicago that will not only become exceptional places to live as an owner or as a renter, but that will deliver some of the highest levels of sustainability, energy efficiency, and comfort, and will set the standard for informed residents. For more information, please visit thebenvenuto.com. I'd like to give a shout out to our new sponsor, Omega Alpha. This company is 100% Canadian owned. Their team consists of allopathic and naturopathic doctors, nutritionists, researchers, and other scientific professionals, all led by their CEO, Dr. Gordon Chang. Formulations are created on their 40,000 square foot facility located in Toronto. Omega Alpha uses only the highest quality ingredients to manufacture the most efficacious yet price-friendly nutraceuticals. For more information about Omega Alpha, visit OmegaAlphaInc.com. This is The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Our next guest, Kathleen Trotter, is a personal trainer, fitness expert, nutritionist, and level one life coach. Kathleen is the author of Finding Your Fit and a regular contributor to the Globe and Mail and Huffington Post. She holds a master's in exercise science from the University of Toronto and works as a personal trainer in downtown Toronto. Welcome back. Oh, Jamie, I'm always so excited to be here. I feel like I have such fun with you. Uh, we all have fun here. It's mm. a fun place. It's it a is. wondrous... It's very welcoming. <laughs> You've been a trainer for how many years? 15, right? Yeah, or more. More. Yeah. I love my job, but time flies when you're having fun. True enough. Over all those years, you must see things and patterns in the way people work out, right? Yeah, absolutely. I see patterns in the way that people feel like they're doing the right thing, but they're self-sabotaging. So 
the kind of umbrella concept that people do is have a lack of awareness and they really overestimate the healthy things they do and underestimate the unhealthy things. So they come to me and they'll say, Kathleen, you know, I'm doing all the right things. Like, look at my journal. I'm super healthy. I'm working out. And then I'm like, okay, that's great. But you're not aware of all the things that you're eating throughout the day. You're snacking, mindlessly eating. So that's definitely one of the things that people do when they're, before they become aware is that, you know, they think they're having one serving of almonds and they'll have 10 servings of almonds or they think they're having you know a little bit of cream in their coffee but they have 10 cups of coffee throughout the day so it's amazing how the small things that you're unaware of adds up and then all of a sudden you're like oh my god i had a lot of sugar today it's a death of a thousand cuts right oh i like that i'm gonna have to steal that yeah Uh, and it can go either way right you can trend positive as in like your health bucket little drops of health will go into your bucket and all of a sudden it overflows or it can go the other way and all of a sudden you're like oh i feel like crap I'm not sleeping well, I have not enough energy, right? So, but then there are the people who really feel they're being aware and they really feel they're doing everything right. So they're like, I've gone to the gym five times and I'm eating all the vegetables I can. And then they come to me and and they're like, I'm still not reaching my goals. What the hell is going on? And that's really frustrating, right? For sure. It's super frustrating to feel like you're making all the right choices, but you're not getting any of the benefits. You're always an uphill battle. So what are they doing wrong? What are they missing? So first thing that people do when they think they're doing things right is they're doing too much steady state cardio. Right? So they're just getting on the elliptical or the treadmill and they're just going. Now, at the beginning, if you're really inactive, doing anything is better than nothing. So I'm not saying steady state cardio is wrong, but I'm saying that interval training has to be your friend. Steady state. Are we talking about non-weight bearing or is it? No, steady state just means your heart rate stays fairly the same. So you kind of get on the treadmill or get on the elliptical and, you know, you go at at a scale of one to 10, you're at like a five or a six and you're just sort of plodding along. And you could do that for an hour. Or so. Right. so it's really quite easy. You can hold on a conversation and then you get off and you're like, oh, I'm amazing. I did all my cardio. Let me go eat a bunch of food. Right. I, I think when you're getting started, doing something like that actually is effective. It, oh, it, for sure. Something is better than nothing, for sure. But even when you're getting started, you can do intervals based on your fitness level. Yep. So an interval, people often get really intimidated by intervals. They're like, oh, I have to be an athlete. So no, if you're doing interval training, you can go for a walk and you can be like, oh, there's a stop sign up ahead. I'm just going to speed up slightly for that stop sign. So your interval doesn't have to be a 9 out of 10 intensity. It doesn't have to be running upstairs until you puke. It can be that going from a 5 out of 10 to a 6 out of 10. So right? changing it up. That's Basically changing up and changing up your intensity. So a little bit harder. Number okay? two. Number two. I know. We got. I could talk forever. <laughs> so the second one is not doing enough strength training. Yep. So some people don't even do any strength training. So they go to the gym and they do that, you know, 45 minutes of mindless steady state cardio and then they leave. Right. You have to strength train. You must. I you know must. this. Yes. Have you experienced this? Well, I used to do a ton of cardio. Okay. Uh, I used to run and spin uh, and you reach a certain age and I think it's really important important if you're 50 or over, you have to add in the strength. I agree. But I would say it's before 50 because you want to increase your health and bank before you get to 50 because it's much harder to catch up than it is to just keep up. So if you can start earlier and get that base of support, but strength training really, it's incredibly important for preventing injuries, for functional fitness, simple things like being able to put on your shoes for sure, but also just to be able to run to catch the bus. It changes the shape of your body so you can do all the cardio you want 
want and you're just going to be sort of a slightly smaller version of your original you. But if you want to have definition and if you want to have power for uh, sports, if you want to have endurance, if you have any type of uh, fitness goal to run a 10K or a half marathon, you need to have that strength in your body. True. And you're not necessarily, I mean, obviously lifting weights is, is an easy... No, but body weight. Body weight, right? Absolutely. It just means doing something other than cardio. And when you start, body weight training is actually quite intense, especially if your body is fairly heavy, right? True enough. So doing a push-up of your body weight, that's not easy. True enough. Right? So yeah. And great thing about body weight training is you can do it anywhere. So squats, lunges, planks, push-ups, and you're good to go. Number three. Okay. I know. Moving along. So the third one is just caring too much about calories. So everyone's like, oh, it's low fat, it's low calorie. You have to really care about nutritional density because often the things that have the buzzwords like low calorie or low fat are just loaded with sugar and sugar is just bad for your health, plain and simple. You know, my approach was the more whole food that I you love eat. It. If you're really going to look at your intake, if you can't get away from looking at the calories, at least make sure you're eating natural foods Absolutely. because then you don't have the additives. You don't have to worry about how the, do they get to those calories. You should always be able to pronounce everything in your food, all the ingredients in your food, and you know you can pronounce broccoli. Broccoli is broccoli. Some of us can. Some of us can. <laughs> so yeah, lots of fresh fruits and vegetables, healthy fats. You know, avocado, fishes, good proteins, yep. fiber. Yeah, all of those great things. Okay, so we have time for the, your last last one. I yeah. have one more. So the last one is just having realistic expectations. So too many people want to be somebody that they're not. I want to look like my favorite celebrity. I want to look like my best friend, and I want to look like that. That person yesterday. Your unhealthy habits took years to develop. Your yes. healthy habits are going to take years to develop. It takes time and you have to do you. You have to stay in your own fitness lane and you have to be proud of who you are. So be the best version of you that you can be. Don't try to be anybody else. My dad always says you want to take your genetics and hit them out of the park. You know, I'm never going to look like Serena Williams. I'm never going to be a sprinter. I'm not, that's not me. I'm an endurance athlete and I have to be proud of who I am and be the best version of Kathleen that I can be. You have yeah. to think about how much inactivity and overeating exactly. did it take you to get to the point where you said no more? And presumably for most people, it's years. Years, exactly, yeah. So, so instead of wanting to be perfect yesterday, aim to trend positive. So have more healthy habits next week than you did this week, more healthy habits next month than you did last month, and eventually you'll wake up a healthier version of yourself. Fantastic. Thank you for being here today. Ah, my pleasure, as always. Next month, we're going to talk about getting in shape to run as opposed to running to get in shape, right? Absolutely. One of my favorite topics as a runner, really, really important. We've got to take a short break, but when we return, we're going to talk about your natural nutrition. Hey, everybody. I just wanted to take this opportunity to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, Purely Natural. They're fourth generation master herbalists. It's a family-owned Canadian company that's been in business for over 100 years. They've been working with my company, Tonic Magazine, for over 10 years, and its principal, Joel Thuna, has been writing our fantastic preventative medicine column for over seven years. They're one of the original sponsors for the OMTO Yoga Festival. The company is certified GMP, kosher, and organic. For more information about Purely Natural, please visit their website, purelynatural.com. Our new sponsor, ZSA Legal Recruitment, is Canada's largest national legal search firm. They specialize in recruiting lawyers, legal support staff, and law firm management for companies and law firms across the country. ZSA works with employers in every area of the legal industry, and they know about job opportunities before many of their competitors. 
They'll use their extensive network to help you take the next step in your career and secure your dream job. Whether you're looking for a new job or you're an employer looking to expand your legal team, ZSA is your one-stop shop for anything legal. For more information, visit zsa.ca. You're listening to The Tonic on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Our next guest, Claire Legrelli, is a registered holistic nutritionist who's on a mission to empower people to food freedom. She graduated from the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition and runs her private practice in Toronto and online. Claire compassionately helps her clients rediscover their relationship with food. Her guiding principle is to start where you are. And you're here today, right? I am. So in the March issue of Tonic, uh, you wrote an article because March is Natural Nutrition Month. Yes. So let's start about natural nutrition. Why does healthy eating seem so complicated these days? Mm -hmm. Well, nutrition science is quite complex and it's constantly changing. And so that's why, you know, you can wake up one morning and the headline is a certain food is the healthiest food you can eat. Right. And, you know, the next day or the next week, another headline pops up and it's being demonized. So... That's very confusing for people. And I also think that our access to media, like social media in particular, can make things even more confusing for people because I think that health and healthy eating sometimes can be portrayed as this very all or nothing kind of dichotomous experience of certain foods when in reality, health is much more complicated and it's constantly changing depending on what your access is, your environment, your priorities. There's a lot of gray area when it comes to health and healthy eating. So it can seem very confusing and complicated for people. I agree. And, you know, to encapsulate that, you see people eating avocado toast. Right. That doesn't mean you should only be eating avocado toast. Yeah. Or you see somebody who's, you know, 90% of their diet is vegetable-based. Maybe that's not right for you. And, you know, maybe you should be aiming towards that. But, you know, you don't have to live the lifestyle of the Instagram models who only show you pictures of their fruit plates from Bali. Correct? Absolutely. To remember that we're only seeing a part of someone's life in social media. And what I recommend to my clients when we talk about media, because it really does have an influence on us and how we act in this world. And so what I'll say to them is when you come across some information in an influencer's feed or in the news, on a blog, you read something that resonates with you. What I would recommend is that you try out whatever they're recommending as an experiment. You say, okay, I'm going to try this out maybe for a week, maybe for a couple weeks, and I'm just going to see how it goes. Does it work for me? Does it work for my body? Is it realistic? Is it sustainable? And give yourself permission to let it go if it doesn't work for you. Like if you try avocado toast and you're like, I don't really like avocados, that's okay. And you can move on to another option that might work better for you. I think the real issue with social media is a lot of it is opinion-based as opposed to fact-based. And there's a blurring line there. You see somebody who has a million followers, well, they must be speaking the truth. No, they may be speaking their truth, but it may not be grounded in any reality. It may not be grounded in any science. It's just what they're doing. And it doesn't mean that it's right. And I, and I think for a lot of people, it's a problem and, you know, what would be your advice? How do you sift through the nonsense? How do you get to the information that's really crucial in making the decisions? I think to be skeptical, to put it 
very simply. I'm there. <laughs> yeah. I'm already there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be skeptical of these external authorities that are selling you something. Rough really, course. because this is just like, that's the through line of a lot of the marketing that's happening. And so be skeptical. And I would say be extra skeptical of the authorities that are making grandiose promises about how their offering is going to change your life and your body. Because when we think about that, when we kind of unpack that, how do they know that, right? How do they know that for sure? So to be aware of that, to be mindful, to be conscious of sort of what this packaging is and what information you're taking in. And a resource that I found really helpful and that I often point my clients to is a book called The Gluten Lie. And it's by an author named Alan Levinovitz. And it's very interesting. And he goes in, he's actually a religion scholar. And he sort of breaks down a lot of these fads and helps you to become a very savvy and intentional consumer of particularly nutrition information. I'm hopeful, and I don't know, maybe we'll have to talk about this later. I have real issue with a lot of people who are on the gluten-free diet because I don't think it's necessary for everybody to do it. Certainly if you're a celiac or you have a gluten intolerance, absolutely. But it's not necessarily a healthy diet for people who don't have those issues. You got it. Okay, well, that's good. And let's talk about ideal diets because there's a lot of people espousing them out there. But do you think it really exists? We don't know if there is an ideal diet, sort of in air quotations there. And most likely there isn't. I think the pursuit of an eating style that helps you to feel good, that feels sustainable, is a much more healthful pursuit in the long term than trying to adapt a way of eating that feels restricted, that has a lot of rules, that is really hard to follow, that can be isolating because of all of these factors, isn't, in my opinion, a healthy way of eating. I agree with you. I mean, a lot of people, because I publish the magazine, they'll tell me about their diets and you know, they're on the no carb diet or they're they're on the no this diet, the no fat diet. And the word that you use was sustainability. And the fact of the matter is they can get results perhaps in the short run, but in the long run, are they really prepared to cut out a whole grouping of foods in order to keep in the regimen that these diets are espousing? And I don't actually believe it's sustainable in, in, in any way over right. time. Because yeah. if you're trying to be healthy, it's a lifestyle decision. It isn't really a thing that you do as a diet. It's more about this is the way you're going to be going forward. So you better be able to do it. Right. And I think it's important to add that if you are able to sustain it, at what cost? You know, is it at the cost of your mental health, of feeling disconnected from your peers, from your social experiences? You know, we know that being social is a strong predictor of longevity, right? And so if we're eating in a way that makes us feel isolated and disconnected from our people, we want to look at that and and say, is this really supporting our health, our true health? So things to consider. We have time for one last question. So if you were going to give our listeners uh, one simple thing they could do to start improving their eating habits, what would it be? Number one. Mm. Pack a snack. I think that it's very hard to make mindful, nourishing choices when we're in that primal hunger mode, right? You know that that hunger yeah. where you're just like, I will eat anything in front of me, which makes sense from a physiological perspective. Our body needs that glucose to keep running. But you're kind of putting yourself in a tricky situation there when you're in that primal hunger state. So by packing a snack, it doesn't need to be complicated. Bag of almonds, 
an energy bar, some yogurt, you are setting yourself up for success. Fantastic. That's all the time we have today. Next month, we're going to talk about gathering strength to make changes, right? Yes. Thank you for coming in. Thank you, Jamie. And thank you for listening to The Tonic. You can download this episode as a podcast on thetonic.ca. For articles written by our guests, be sure to pick up your copy of Tonic Magazine. Tonic is available free on racks at over 200 locations across the GTA and delivered with the Globe and Mail to home subscribers in 11 choice neighborhoods in Toronto. Or you can visit our website at tonictoronto.com. Please join us next week on The Tonic, when among other things, we'll discuss job interview tips if you're getting back into the labour market and an insider's take on the Toronto restaurant scene. Until then, this is Jamie Busson wishing you a healthy and happy week. Please consult a healthcare professional before starting any diet, exercise, supplementation, or medication program. This has been a paid announcement. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.